0: Yeah, my name is Anita Sinclair and I'm married to Robert. We go to the church in the west, with the west side. Um, we've been there, we figure it out now, it's about four, three to four years. I had to check that with Emma Pickering today because we kind of came the same time. So we've been for about three or four years in Gateway and we're really blessed and we love Gateway. We have two children Caleb, who's 21. And then, just chose how old we are. And then there's Malaika over there, my daughter. She's 18. So yes, we've been looking at the book of Ruth. And my role today, or what I'm going to do today, and what we want to do is focus on the story itself, reading it in its entirety. And I think that's what we will do today. It's a great opportunity to just introduce the book through God's word, and I'll be reading it the first two chapters, chapter one and two, and then Oriana, where's Oriana? <laughs> She'll be reading chapter three and four, thank you. So setting the scene, as I, I'll just introduce it. Uh, as Colin said to me, please hop, skip, and jump through it. <laughs> so I will. So just looking a little bit of a review on it, this is a story which was set in, during the period of the judges, a time of darkness, a time of turmoil, a time when the Israelites had turned away from God and they were doing their own thing. But in this dark time, there's this story, a love story. On the face-to-face to it's like a love story, and it is a love story, but it's more than that. And I'll leave my brothers and sisters in the next week, weeks to come, Victoria, Steve. Matt and Rebecca, they'll be coming and unpacking every chapter and bringing the word of God to you through this book. And we'll see the amazing work of God working behind the scenes. So it's set, as I say, in the time of the judges. The key places is Moab and Bethlehem. Moab, the foreign land, and Bethlehem, the breadbasket. The three main characters are Naomi, who is the widow, lost her husband and two sons. She's seen a lot of tragedy and is bitter. In the beginning of the book you see this bitterness and she's very open about it. But as we go to the end, you see restoration. Ruth is the other character, she's the outsider, the foreigner, the daughter-in-law. And then we have Boaz, who is the wealthy farmer, the Israelite farmer. And later we will see him as the king's redeemer in the story. It's a very different culture to ours, this, this story is. And I invite you when I read it, to close your eyes and think of yourself in that culture, hot, dusty, dry country, where women were second class in a way. There isn't any social welfare that we have in the Western world a culture which is still going on. In fact, I've just come back from visiting my parents in East Africa. And um, there's a lot of this story which is still happening there. It is a country that doesn't have a well-structured social welfare. It depends on the traditional ways of supporting each other. There are themes to this story, and I'll just quickly mention them. There's love and loyalty. We see that, we'll see that with Ruth and Naomi. She leaves her country and gives up all her life for Naomi. And then there's this other loyalty and love between Boaz to Ruth where he marries her and he stores the name of Elimelech and, and buys the land. It is a kind of love that we call the Hebrew love, Hesed love a love that is over and above, a love and kindness between two people. It's dying to yourself and being servant-hearted to others. And that's the kind of love that is through this book you will see. Then there's the theme of the outsider, the foreigner, which we can all identify with in ourselves, in our workplaces, to the community that we are in. Swindon is becoming a more and more diverse community. How do we treat our, the foreigner or ourselves. How do we treat each other? We can see it in the book. And there's, then there's restoration. We start at the beginning with this tragedy, but then God restores. There's this real restoration. So Naomi calls herself Mara because she's bitter, but by the end you see her with a new grandchild and life is restored. And then there, obviously throughout the book there's this provision and protection. The narrator of the book, we don't know whether it's Samuel We're not clear who it is. But it doesn't mention actually God in the book. There is some dialogue between the characters about God, but actually there isn't this presence of God mentioned. But that's the brilliance of the book. Because God is behind all the scenes, and you will see that. You will see that God is behind the scenes, and he's providing, and through the mundane choices and decisions these characters make, God is entwining and designing beautifully their lives, not just for their lives, but for a bigger picture to come. So, and it reminds us that for every season in our life, God is there. Sometimes it may be so difficult we can't see, but he's there, he's working behind the scenes for our good. Romans 8, 28 says, Romans 8, uh, 28 talks about God works for our good, for our good, for those who love him according to his purpose. And we'll see it in these characters, but we can see it in our own lives. So let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to read your book, the book of Ruth. And I pray, Lord, as we sit and listen to your word, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Open our spiritual eyes. Open our spiritual ears to hear your word and to touch our lives. And as we go through the books, the, the chapters through the, the, the coming weeks, Lord, talk to us as a body of Christ, as individuals, Lord. I pray and bless those who are going to speak, uh, Victoria, Steve, Matt, and Rebecca. Bless them, Lord, and give them revelation knowledge and that they will Speak what you have put in their hearts, Lord, and that they will be stand here bold, Lord, and it will be a season for us in our lives in this August time. Lord, have your way. Amen. Amen. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilian. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with two sons, these two Moabite, these took Moabite's wives. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And the one, woman was left without two sons and a husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab for she had heard the fields of Moab that Lord, the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughter-in-law. And they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return, each of you, to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband, then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Neromi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for you to say that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, don't urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I'll be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more so if anything, but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, is, that, is this Naomi? She said to them, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi, when the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has brought calamity on on me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi has had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to her Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to the young man who was in charge of the reapers, "Whose?" that you should take notice of me, since I'm a foreigner. But Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and being full, fully told to, have, has been fully told to me, and how you've left your father and mother and your native land, and came to a people that you did not know before, the Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel. I said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I'm not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain, and she ate and she, till she was satisfied. And she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And, uh, and also pull out some of the bundles from her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an effort of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you, so she told her mother in law, with whom she had worked, and said, The, name, the man's name whom whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter in law, May he be living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to her, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you'll be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law.
1: Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? all that you say, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, who are you? And she answered, Yet there is a Redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight, and in the morning, if He will redeem you, if He will redeem you good, let Him do it. But if He is not willing to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another, and he said, "Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor." And he said. until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Turn aside, friend, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought, sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people, if you will redeem it, redeem it, but if you will not, tell me that I may know, for there is no one besides you to redeem it, and I come after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, Also, Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Milon, I have brought to be my wife, to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are witnesses to this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be known in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went in to her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a redeemer, the father of David. Now these are the generations. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Aminadab. Aminadab fathered Nashon. Nashon fathered Salmon. Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered David.